to the Rockwardness Podcast, where every episode we talk to a musician about their journey with music from its earliest beginnings to the present, and they play us one of the first songs they ever wrote. We like to talk about their path as artists and people from creative kids to even more creative adults. And of course, we also chit chat about 90s nostalgia, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever feels relevant in the moment. We're your hosts. I'm Rose Sean. I'm Terrence LeClaire. And I'm Tony Tancredi. Today, we're talking to Bob Love, a.k.a. the lovely, wise Natasha Pecco. She's basically a renaissance woman with her fingers and toes in all sorts of artistic pursuits. She does music, she's danced, she's modeled, she edits video, she's amazing. She's also building low-key an international community of creative people. Uh, No big deal. Her current project, Bob Love, has thousands of monthly listeners on Spotify. And you may also know her from her previous musical iteration as Faye, but I think Tony has the coolest way to introduce her. Well, I met Natasha uh, on tour when I was on tour with Ella Voss. Uh, she came on to do, you know, merch and help out with art, I think, something. And uh, there was a show in Seattle and the opener never showed up. And they were like, hey, we need to find a band quick, quick, quick. And Natasha just kind of slowly raised her hand and was like, well, I have my laptop with my sessions on it. You know, maybe I mute the vocals and I can just use that, you know, like spitballing. And everyone was like, that's amazing. Get on. You're on in 20 minutes, you know. And she absolutely slayed, and I was a fan ever since. Opportunity and preparedness. When, when the two meet, magic. Beautiful. <laughs> but <laughs> also that is truly like everybody's dream come true, right? Like, totally. hey, the opener didn't show up. Can you go on? And it's like, yeah. hell yeah. Props <laughs> to her, man. Must anyway, be prepared, though. And I think, uh, I think Natasha has been preparing for this her whole life, so we're going to let her tell us about it, about where she got started, Uh, Everyone starts somewhere, so let's go ahead and start our little backyard vibe circle uh, with Bob Love. This crazy owl and, yeah, I think like a red-tailed hawk or something. And they would just like swoop around and scare away the parakeets. Incredible. And he smelled like vodka. (laughs) Spooky. Spooky. What a character. (laughs) He would smell like vodka. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Oh, are we? Yeah, are we're we, live. We're oh, live. We're oh, oh, for the oh, yeah. love of Bob. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. Bob. Hello. 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 Natasha. Thank you for having so me, guys. So good to see you. So I was listening to your music on Spotify this morning, and Losers is basically like the entire ethos of our podcast. Brilliant. Like in a song. So Do you I need was a theme like, song? Uh, yeah, I was right. like, yes. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to her because we're all fucking losers and we're cool with it. And that's kind of like the whole point of this, playing something vulnerable and like, you know, that, you know, you may or may not have ever shared with anybody. Anyway, I was just like, oh yes, this girl gets us. Yes. <laughs> I'm honored to be here and to be a loser with you guys. Thank Yay. you for having me. Yeah. So everyone starts somewhere. So let's start, yeah. start at the beginning. So okay. how... <laughs> How did this come to be? The very um, origins. Yes, like the the birth <laughs> of true. life. Well, or, you know, if that's part of the Could you actually the go back journey. to the Big Bang and yeah. tell us? So actually, at the everything. beginning of time, <laughs> there was nothing. Nice. And then I was born. Yes. And go on. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, I guess the origin story. I am from Vancouver, Canada. I was born there in 1994. And... Uh, just grew up listening to all sorts of music. My dad would play like Erica Badu, Lauren Hill, uh, Minnie Ripperton, like all sorts of neo soul, jazzy, bluesy people. Um, and then 
at my mom's, so my parents separated when I was three years old, and at my mom's house, we would listen, listen to like Nelly Furtado and classical music and like Dido and sort of the Canadian oh. pop Dido, yes. ladies, yeah, mm-hmm. and like British pop ladies, I Wait, guess. It, I was like, is Dido Canadian? No, 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 no. Okay. She's big in Canada, though, right? Yeah. yeah. It's um, not just Celine. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, we love Celine. Yes. Canada. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so growing up, I was really into like dance and musical theater and um, was always just like performing and making up songs and was sort of this just like in the ether kid who was never grounded on the planet Earth. Um, just the other day I was talking to my mom and she was telling me about how when I was little I would be like I need to go have a shower and meditate and cleanse myself like I'll be back in 20 minutes <laughs> wait how old were you? four like wow just, nice yeah so was always very That's amazing. into right? sort of the esoteric spiritual energetics of yeah. the world and I found that music really allowed me to explore and communicate that world and those feelings and sort of that connection that I always felt with people and just like the planet around me in a really concrete and understandable way um, because those things aren't always like language can only communicate so much and when you have vibration and sound and and you know poetry and rhyme and and stress and all these different ways that you can sort of manipulate and use language and and music um, it just allowed me to understand and communicate myself and how I saw the world in a really powerful way. And so, yeah, I just grew up making up songs in the shower and making up plays and musicals with my sister and our neighbors and then went to fine arts school in grade three. So from grade three to grade nine, I went to a fine arts um, school where we learned through the arts and would do like plays about ancient Greece. And we would make pottery when learning about like Greek sculpture. And we would dance about math and just like, none of it really Love made it. sense. Yeah, I don't that know sounds that I really incredible. Yeah. I wish I went to your school. Wow. Do you remember any <laughs> of the first songs like you came up with? The very first songs? No, I mean, oh, my mom sent me a picture of the lyrics. My mom would like write them down. She would like stand outside yeah. of the bathroom and write oh, that's down my lyrics. My mom would like, do yeah. that in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one was just like, I am sunshine. I am the flowers. Like, I am the rain falling down on the grass. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the truth. Yeah. Like, aren't we? I love that your mom was like outside the bathroom yeah, writing. Like, this is genius. Yes. Yeah. Were there like my any like melodies? Like, any kind of melodies or anything like spoke to you? Like, styles or uh I mean my very first song ever was actually before I could speak I would wake up in the morning instead of crying I would wake up singing in my own baby language um the Barney song oh so it was the Barney melody just in like baby words because I couldn't speak that's oh that's adorable that was actually I bet that's way better than the real Barney song actually huh yeah. Um, yeah. I guess you said. Oh, you said you were born in '94. Yeah. So you're pretty much my sister's age. That checks out. Yeah. She yeah. definitely loved Barney and yeah, like Barney, to, Winnie the Pooh. To all well, the... Winnie the Pooh. I can get down. Barney was like to the chagrin of everyone else. But Fair. you know. Yeah. I honestly <laughs> couldn't remember a single thing about the Barney. But Barney show. had a message of love. Same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I positive. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you love me. me. We're a happy family. family. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like the sold man a little bit. 
the melody. Oh yeah, this old oh, yeah. man. He yeah, but that's no, but it's damn it, Barney. See, Barney. Well, Barney took that melody to a whole new Barney level because Barney it was. Off now. Well, no, Barney <laughs> was like all about love, and yeah. so and I'm all yeah. about love. It's there Bob Love. Bob yeah. Love. Yo, the it's origins is really coming. We I know. We're we're working our way up. You had to no like, idea Barney was no, such a big yeah. influence I did on you, did you? I really didn't. <laughs> because like, there's something so amazingly like experiential and immersive about how how you approached like the whole. For the love of Bob, like concept and everything. Yeah. I want to get to that, but I want to stay stay first to like you're doing wild musicals about math and yes. dances about <laughs> math, yes. and like that must inform like your songwriting somehow. Like definitely, I mean, I yeah, growing up like songs were never like I didn't grow up thinking about song structure and like rhyme scheme and all the things that you sort of learn later in life, especially um, in my official, I guess, training, um, having gone to college for music and just um, trying to inform my creative expression with some academic substance. Yeah, like, yeah. whatever, you know, procedure Prove myself <laughs> or I don't know. Protocol. Um, yeah. But so growing up, yeah, music was always very like musical theater informed um, just because I loved like life was a performance and it was a musical and it was a tv show you know like everything while being so like visceral and real also had this very like it's not real yeah. feeling to it matrix um, yeah, yeah which <laughs> my song matrix yes. um but yeah so uh, then after going to um arts high school I transferred to just like a regular public I mean, I always went to public school, but just a regular run-of-the-mill um, high school where I basically put myself in any sort of creative class that I could, whether that be creative writing or uh, the theater class, the jazz ensemble that would meet at like 6.30 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. And my mom <laughs> Wow, like, that is commitment. Yeah, oh, no, wow. It, but I loved it. You know, like those were my people. That was where I felt yeah. um, challenged and engaged and, and excited to like learn and be there. Um, despite, you know, my poor mom having to drive me to school oh. at 6.30 in the morning and being like, why do you do this? I already work yeah, oh, every yeah. day. Like, she's I don't want to do this. She's such a fan, though. Yeah, her mom sounds right? like a trooper. A true champion, yeah. She sounds amazing. She is amazing. And I definitely wouldn't be here without either of my parents, you know, being as supportive as they were um, for all of my curiosities and desire to just, like, understand and express myself and... Um, yeah, them always just championing that and, and believing in me and, and wanting me to exist in the world how I wanted to exist in the world instead of how they thought I should exist in the world, which, you know, not everyone is lucky enough to have parents who Oh, definitely like that. yeah, That's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Part of what this podcast is about is just like having people feel good about being themselves and totally. expressing themselves and that sometimes it might feel weird for people at first, but thank goodness that people stick with it. Yeah. So when I graduated high school, my mom was basically like, get a degree just so you have it. <laughs> you can be in whatever you want. Mine just did that too. Do it, please. And I was like, okay, like I like school enough and I'm, you know, there are ways that I can study things that I'm passionate about and um, I respect you and your wishes and I think it'll like enhance my life as well. So yeah, of course I'll, I'll do that. Um, and I initially had applied for a musical theater program. So I was going to go study musical theater at um, a local college in Vancouver. And I, I got in and I was like, cool, this is sick. I'm going to do this. And then I was kind of like, oh, but one, I'm a woman of color and 
like Broadway is not very at the time it wasn't super inclusive pre there weren't yeah it was like yeah. pre any sort of musical that featured people of color and that had you know main roles being people of color and told the stories of people of color in like a in a way that I was interested in mm-hmm. um and I didn't want to be the ensemble you know I didn't yeah. want to be in, in the, the background chorus yeah or whatever. um and then the other part of that was I realized I wanted to tell my stories and and sort of like add my perspective to the world of music and art and just like culture in general and I felt you know doing the same musical day in and day out for months wasn't necessarily gonna be adding my what I'm here on this earth to experience and, and kind of share it wasn't gonna you know add that to the world so I decided to not go to that school and I took a year off and modeled a bit and prepared um, my audition for the Berkeley College of Music, which I ended up getting into with a full four-year scholarship. Which amazing! Wow! Like, thank God I would not have <laughs> I, <laughs> wouldn't have been there had that not. Wow! Happened. No, I was gonna say something kind of irreverent about like where you know Berkeley College of Music, where all the best musicians drop out of. But like yep. you got a fucking scholarship to yeah. there. Yeah. That is Congrats. no small feat. Thank yeah, you. That's really thank cool. You. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think a big part of that. I mean, despite, you know, me working really hard and offering what I did to the table in my audition, um, I attended the Sarah McLaughlin School of Music from 10th grade to 12th grade, which is like an after-school music program for high school and elementary school students in the Lower East Side of Vancouver. You That's just cool. blew my how, mind a little well, how bit. Did, how do Sorry. we forget that? She's like the hugest <laughs> no, no. Canadian like star. My, my 16-year-old <laughs> self in my head just freaked out. I was like, there's a Sarah McLachlan School of Music? Yeah. Like, oh what? my God. It's sick. She's, yeah, she's just wow. an incredible human and has been a huge support just in like my music and my education and my career thus far. Um, and so I'm like very grateful to her and to that school and to just like the free education that they're offering to God, students. Canada you know? is so supportive I of their know. artists. Yep. I, I did like a songwriting retreat with um, a couple, I mean, a bunch of people, but a couple of uh, folks from Canada. And they were just doing these cool like artist residency things yep. that were sponsored by the government. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't do that here. No. I wish we did. <laughs> it's huge. It's so important. It, make, it means, like, up-and-coming artists like myself have access to resources and funds and things that we wouldn't. Like, my whole launch of my project has been funded by the Canadian government. That's You're so kidding. amazing. That is yeah. That makes me happy so to cool. hear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm really, yeah. like, yeah, I'm really <laughs> glad that exists. I'm just like, sorry. I, I think I've been sitting here making weird faces at you because the Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> School of Music thing just, like, shook my world but so tell me a little bit more about that yeah so I'm not sure when she founded the school but basically it's a free music school that does basically any instrument you can think of well maybe not it's like guitar bass and then there's like an ensemble class where they have like a drummer and vocalists and the whole sort of band thing Um, and then there's voice lessons and I did the voice lessons there so it's like a group voice lesson and then private lessons as well and you go to the school like a couple times a week after school and you just like sing with your friends and That's cool. it's really, yeah, I mean, beautiful. I knew I liked her, but wow. Yeah. It focuses <laughs> on like, it's kind of like focuses on more modern music, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's so cool. So you, yeah, it teaches you some like how to like the technical aspects of singing and yeah. how to actually like do it and what you're using in your voice to sort of produce the sounds that you're producing. Um, which was all stuff I had never yeah, thought about thought or about. heard about or, yeah. you know, considered before. Um, and then, yeah, it teaches you how to, like, sing with a group of people and how to blend and how to learn parts and, and um, 
yeah, just like instills you with how to do music, I guess. You heard about this school and that was inspiring to you and you went there. Like what was like right before that, mm -hmm. um, you, it sounds like you were already like very much like uh, music's going to be like uh, this thing I focus on to express myself. Um, was there like any moment that clicked where you're just kind of like, yeah, definitely. And was there any musical moment that kind of represents that for you? Yeah. So when I got into Berkeley, I was like sick. I'm going to get this education in music and be a superstar or I didn't even know like I knew I wanted to be involved in music but I didn't know what I wanted my career to look like or if I wanted to be a performer if I wanted to you know be on the business side or a songwriter like I had no idea what the options were so I, I got to Berkeley and I put myself down for the music business degree because I was like that's the thing I know the least about and I think it'll like expand me the most one of my um, friends did that actually yeah, yeah yeah I was like I don't you know like I don't know how the business works. Like I can get by on singing. I can get by on writing songs and I can still take classes that have to do with those things. But I think, you know, having a music business degree would be the thing that would sort of amplify my potential um, in the industry. And then I realized that I would have to take a statistics class. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> to do a music and business? Yeah. And I was oh, like, no. oh no. And like an accounting class. And oh, I was like, I don't, I, I stopped math in grade 11. <laughs> like, why would I do this to myself? I sang so, a no. musical about math. I'm not doing any more <laughs> no. yeah. Literally, yeah. I danced math. I, danced I do math. not do yeah. statistics. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> if it doesn't involve rhyming, I'm not <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Don't so eat it. I quickly switched gears to vocal <laughs> performance. Yeah. Sorry, I start laughing. <laughs> it's okay. I do too sometimes. Um, so I did vocal performance and was kind of like, this is not it either. Because it wasn't like how to be a performing artist. It didn't like teach you how what it means to be an artist in the industry, which is kind of what I was interested in learning about. Um, it was more like, this is what vocal, like this is what singing is. This is, is how to and technically how sing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but... I want to sing like me, not like how mm -hmm. the yeah. technical yeah. whatever. <laughs> and the one thing was, though, that I quickly learned was that I was able to pick up, like my teacher would be like, do this with this part of your voice. And I had no idea technically what she means, but I would kind of like just do it. And she's like, you're doing it. And I was That's like, perfect. I don't know what that is, but okay, huh? cool. Like, So I was able to kind of like manipulate and pick up, manipulate my voice and pick up the things that they were teaching me, but it didn't feel like it was like integrating. So then I decided to shift gears again and I did um, professional music, which is where you make your own degree or oh, cool. your own like focus, your own major. Um, so I focused on songwriting, music business and vocal performance because then I got to kind of pick and choose the classes that I wanted from all right. those things and didn't have to do there we go. classes yeah. I didn't want to do. I'm very envious of your academic life. Can I just say that? It was pretty great. I mean, it was also very like chaotic and there were some dark times and just like, I mean, you're 19, 20, 21 in this foreign city, like with these foreign people and you get there and you're like, I can be whoever I want to be. And I've always been a very like seek yourself, understand yourself person. So I got in this space and was very just like overwhelmed by the energy and the people and the opportunities. Um, and so I partied a lot mm -hmm. for sure. As one and does. Yeah. Yes. As one does when they go to college, yeah. like yeah. give yourself a It just a like got a that. little dark and like, it didn't feel good, you know, mm. by the end of it. Um, but what was I going to say? The moment where I like knew, um, 
I was in my second year and had just recently fallen in love with a boy and I wrote a song in like 20 minutes about our love um, <laughs> and it was called Incredible and it was the first song that I had ever written with like after writing it, I was like, I'm going to put this song out into the world. Like, this is something that I want to share with people. This is something that I feel represents my artistic voice and sort of is an experience that I want to share. Um, so from there, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, like, be an artist and, and like, release music. What will my name be and, like, what will sort of the whole thing be? So I came up with the name Faye. Um, from my last name, which is Peko, but it's spelled P-H-E-K-O. Oh. And everyone always said Faco. Oh. And I was like, ooh, Faye, that's cool. Um, Did and you it's spell like it P-H-E? P-H-E with an nice. accent on the E. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Oh, I like that. So I was like kind of invoking the fairies a little bit with like the yeah. Faye. That's where my then, brain went yeah. immediately, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of my first artistic offering to the world. And from there, I sort of created this little band with some friends from school, and we held this show in the Berkeley cafeteria as part of this, like, calf show series that Berkeley does. Um, I got, like, a coveted Friday night spot. I was a first Ooh. or a second year, and that, like, doesn't happen. And so many people showed up, like, more than I ever expected. That's and it was, so like, rad. the best, probably the best show I've ever played just because it was, it was, like, my first show yeah. as me, the performer, the artist, the, like... That's very powerful. Yeah, it yeah. was just this huge exchange of energy and this really powerful, beautiful thing because I was creating with my friends, performing for my friends. So it was just like a really beautiful, transformative moment. And that was kind of when I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this forever or for yes. as long as it feels like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and then, yeah, I wrote music for like three years Oh, can we hear a little bit of Incredible? <laughs> Just a little bit. I don't know bit. the chords. Sing it no, a little bit? It's like okay. We, I, uh, I wonder like, if maybe maybe later we'll yeah. edit in. Splice it in. Okay, All right. Splice it in. It's on Spotify. <laughs> um, um, but no, I understand. Like Sometimes you're like, I haven't played that in totally. I mean, I actually yeah. wrote that. That was my first time top-lining a song. So my friend sent me a track. Um, and I was sitting in a practice room just listening to it, and this song just kind of came out um, in one that. swift go. And I was like, whatever that was, like, that was dope. Um, I want to do that more. That's so nice. cool. Um, yeah, so that was my first, my first time top lining and my first time writing with then the intention of, like, sharing it with the world. Um, previously, I had written songs on guitar just, like, kind of for myself and with my friends, um, but I had never written with the intention of like this is going to be something that I share with the world so that's interesting so you you went to music school having never actually written something that you were expecting to release mm -hmm. were you just sort of like like waiting to be like properly educated in it or like um, like I'm not ready yet I what was that about I think I mean if we're being honest there was definitely an aspect of not believing I was good enough mm. or not believing that I had the life story and the, <laughs> you know, whatever mm -hmm. yeah. is needed to, like, be a star and to, like, make it in the industry. Because in the time that I grew up, it was very, like, tabloid, drama, mm -hmm. famous people getting into trouble and, like, yes. young Who were, like, artists. some of the stars, like, that were in particular? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Britney Spears sure, right. era, era, you know, yeah, like yeah. Lindsay Lohan. That's true. Oh, gosh, like, right. And that was when she Disney was, like, kind stars, of having yeah, trouble. Who, had their meltdowns, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting because growing up, 
me and my little sister were approached a lot by like TV people and ads people and model people being like, we want your children in our things. And my mom was always like, no, 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 your they're too like, young. I do not think <laughs> so. I don't Walk want away. that for them. <laughs> you know what? I think yeah. that's for the best. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I was definitely partially just like not believing I was good enough. Um, thinking I needed to learn more or gain more experience or, um, I think part of me also just like wanted it to be handed to me to mm. just like be discovered, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, um, they, there, I feel like there was a myth. A, it's sort of been dispelled at this point, but I feel like there was this sort of like myth of like being discovered yeah. that I'll make cer- you a star. Kid. Yeah. Like I wanted well, that. I wanted I the YouTube young. virality or it was like yeah, when YouTube like, was starting was when I grew up. And so there was just a lot of like you put out one video and you get discovered. And right, you like you're just your going to be thing, so great you know? that yeah. your audience is just going to magically Fall find you mm-hmm. and then you will be huge. Yeah. Growing viral was an aspiration. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and it still is. Like, well, it's sure. If not more sure. now. But even, I mean, again, like I'm just going to date myself, but like, you know, even when I was a teenager and like that wasn't a thing yet, like we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have social media, like there was still this myth of like discovery, mm-hmm. you know, that you're just going to sort of like I don't know, be playing a coffee shop somewhere and some really important person is going to see you and like, you know, a a star is born. Here's a record deal. Because all the stories are about like, oh, this person handed this demo to this person, Mm -hmm. but they don't tell you the story of like, for three years I was sending my demo to everybody. The the rest of the legwork isn't part of the narrative. But um, you said something that I thought was interesting. Um, You kept saying like, I didn't feel like I had the life experience yet. Uh, did you ever um, sort of intentionally torture yourself <laughs> in order to give yourself a life experience that you felt like would make you more artistically valid? Um, that is a good and interesting question. Mm. What I'm coming to understand as I grow up is that as humans, we have a tendency to kind of inherently torture ourselves just <laughs> based yes. on yeah. like the systems that we've created to force ourselves to exist within. And so now a big part of my like ethos, I guess, as an artist is to stop torturing myself and to be less cruel with myself and the world around me and to just let let it flow, let it be. Um, So I think growing up, I definitely... I don't know if I was like consciously purposefully torturing myself, but I definitely loved the drama, loved the like Mm. dark night of the soul, like (laughs) crying in my bedroom kind of thing. Was there any music that kind of (laughs) like helped that, you know, because I I was really into emo and that sounds like the same vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I didn't even know it was emo. I was just into music like that yeah and I didn't realize that that's probably what you just said is probably why I was like into stuff like that yeah and still am I don't think I ever (laughs) listened to no I'm Mm -hmm. gonna say no I definitely like would calling myself out here a little bit but even till this day like the other day I was editing a music video like coloring it and I was on the verge of tears and I was like okay girl chill like it's not that big of a deal Mm. this is like for you it's gonna look how it's gonna look and like you can stop you can take a break nobody's gonna fire you it's fine um and so I just was like sitting there making up songs for myself and then I was like why don't we choose differently so I've been doing this thing where I choose differently when I'm Mm. faced with like something that I act out of habit with 
um, or like have a triggered reaction to, I stop and I'm like, okay, how can we choose differently in this situation to then, you know, shift to a timeline that feels more empowering and feels more like the life that you want for yourself instead of this like habitual BS that you are stuck in. I love so, that. You yeah. yes. are so wise. <laughs> I know, right? For the love I, the of The past fun. two years have like, oh, mosquito. <laughs> no, kill them. Um, they love me. Podcasting, well, we do yes. have bug spray if you oh, want to yeah, pause yeah, and yeah. do that. Um, but so I was sitting there, like on the verge of tears, and I took a deep breath and I was like, okay, choose differently. Mm. What timeline do we want to go down here? And I put on some like early 2000s diva jams, like mm-hmm. Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson yeah. and like Fighter by Christina Aguilera. Perfect. And I was just sitting there <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs mm-hmm. while I edited this music video and I felt great and it was like became this fun thing like when I was a teenager editing videos with my friends and just like having a good time and I was like Love dude that. this is so cool that you literally just created the reality that you wanted yes. because you consciously stopped and like looked at how you were creating what you didn't want and how you were feeding into this really negative destructive disempowering space mm-hmm. that nothing externally was doing to you right. or creating it was, for you. It was yeah. all you. Yeah. You were doing and that you entirely on your own. changed it. So I did. And um, I don't even remember, oh, like <laughs> what kind of music <laughs> well, that I turned yeah, to in those Listen sad to times. music that's going to bring you to yeah. that new reality. Yeah. That so it's a lot sense. of like diva pop sing-along kind of things. Um, Disney. I like grew up loving Disney. What Disney? Uh, Beauty and the Beast, yes. Mulan, oh, gosh, yes. Pocahontas. So sweet. Uh, you need to paint with all the colors yes. of the wind. And like just around the river bend. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good um, one, too. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that I can sing, too, yeah. and just kind of like get lost in the melodies. Um, yeah, that's kind of my go-to. That's amazing. That's so fun. I can just picture you just being like, <laughs> thanks for making me Click, click, click. I am cutting the shit out of this video. (laughs) That was exactly it. My boyfriend was sitting there like playing Game Boy, just like giggling to himself at me. I was like, you know what? I just changed my life in this moment. Yeah, so yeah. I'm proud I love of that. So. Make fun all you yeah. want, but yeah. I am living it yeah. right now. Yeah, flip yeah. the script. Yeah. I love that Literally. so much. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's that could be a t-shirt, choose different. Choose different. Yeah, I love choose, that. Yeah. Like I don't my, yeah. It's my my new slogan just like for this stage. Okay, so you had because you said you were like really had naturally spiritually inclined with your first song about I am the tree i am the you know everything flowers, <laughs> the flowers. The grass, like yeah. you already had that in you like was there a moment then that kind of like where that spirituality entered your music was that with incredible was that with like after that you know what i mean yeah i that think practice that you developed totally i think when i went to berkeley i definitely disconnected from that that was kind of like when everything fell apart mm-hmm. in a sense i got so focused on like the external world around me and how I fit into this sort of like mosaic of sounds and people and energies and experiences and I just like got really overwhelmed by everything that was going on and felt really out of control um just like didn't know why I was doing anything I was doing or why any of us were doing anything we were doing. And so I was drinking, I was partying, I was like hooking up with people. I was just all over the place and I was a mess and like really entangling myself in the energy of the community around me and making myself dependent on that to like feel anything. Mm. Um, So I definitely like lost touch with all of my spiritual practices, all of my spiritual beliefs, um, which I didn't even know 
I had really mm-hmm. because I never looked at them as spiritual beliefs. I, I just looked at them as like, this is how the world makes sense to me. Um, and at the time, like the new age movement wasn't really a public sphere. And I don't really identify with the new age movement at all, even though they have like language and ideas that communicate quite well. A lot of the things I believe in, I think, um, there's just this bit of distortion often that happens with just like capitalism and the, yeah, it, yeah. C- commodification yeah. of spiritual ideas. Yeah. yeah and I like washing them down in a way that like totally spiritually bypasses people's like 3d real life experiences. Like, mm. yes, you create your own reality, but also we exist in a world that yeah hugely disempowers large groups of people and teaches them not to believe in themselves and teaches them that they're not capable of doing things and achieving things and being things. And it doesn't matter how much you believe you are not that if the external world you engage with, like... Right, there's creating your own reality and then there's also, like, actual reality uh, in a sort of more concrete sense. It's like, what was there... Like, Byron Katie, right? Uh, I like her a lot, uh, but she talks about loving what is. Yeah, like, you have to acknowledge the reality that's already present so that you can change it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you gotta know the rules so you can break them. Totally. Yeah, Yeah. and so when I was in Berkeley, I um, just, like, completely was disconnected and was, like, in the void, (laughs) so to speak. And then that was when like Faye was birthed. And I think because that was when Faye was birthed, it became this very like, okay, what do I wanna, what face do I wanna show the world? Like what is the mask almost that I'm going to, to share? Um, not even mask, but like what is the like one piece of myself that I'm going to then turn into my whole self? Um, and like R&B had been such a big part of my life growing up and um, just like the people that I was working with and engaging with really validated and supported and were excited about that music and and the music that I was making within that genre. So I was like, okay, I am R&B. I am this like sensual, cute, femme-like being um, and that is going to be what I share with the world forever and this feels right. and people were validating that. So it really like solidified that that was the path that I was meant to go down. Um, so I created Faye and I created as Faye and I released all this music that I was really proud of, but there, there was always this feeling of lack and this feeling of like, I was releasing music to prove that I was good at that kind of music. And I was, you know, writing R&B music to prove that I could write R&B music and to get the validation that I was good um, at writing that music. Um, And there was no spiritual aspect, really. I mean, at the time, it was very healing. And I did, I've always seen music as a form of healing and as a way of, like, community building and and connection. Um, But it was funny because at that time, I was just, like, so disconnected from any sense of healing or community or any of that. So I think I was trying to convince myself that I was doing the work through this music. Um, And then two years ago... I had this experience where I just woke up the next day and I was like, I need to stop drinking. I need to just like look at my life and not for anyone else, not because I feel guilty or I believe that it's something I should do just because I know that this is what I need to do for myself in this moment if I want to survive the rest of my life and if I want to have 
a life that is meaningful to me and to a community and to my family and to my partner and, you know, to music. Like, let's make this mean something because if it doesn't mean anything, if we're all just floating around in this rock in space, like, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that I can't write a story for my life that I think is meaningful for me and that I want to share. So I, uh, that was kind of like the rock bottom that allowed me to wake up, so to speak, and, and allowed me to reconnect with my spiritual faith, which is very much just like we are all one here on this earth while we may be in these individual bodies. Like we all come from some thing that created DNA, which allowed us to like exist here on this planet that happens to be like perfectly formulated for us all yeah, to exist. Some, somehow we're all sort yeah. of magically adapted yeah. to exactly what's happening around us. That's that's amazing. You had that yeah. like awakening like kind of moment, you know? Yeah. So you didn't release anything until Faye, but you did write stuff. I did write so, stuff. So uh, what do you want to show us? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I can show you this song that I wrote when I was, I think, 17. It's called Myself Undone um, because angsty teen heartbreak <laughs> song, yes. Yeah. Um, and it is about, so one of my good friends asked me to prom because none of the boys that I liked ever in high school liked me back. Big drama internally. Um, Their loss. Which really <laughs> led to me weaponizing my sexuality. Shout out to trauma. Um, but so this boy asked me to prom and I was like, yay, of course, like we're BFFs, would love to go with you. And then it turned into this kind of like flirty thing and I thought he liked me. And so then I was like, I like him. I have feelings for him. And it was not reciprocated, <laughs> basically. And so I wrote this song called Myself Undone. And yeah, this is called Myself Undone by Natasha Pecco. <laughs> Helpless in my bed, I drift through the days like the thoughts of my broken head. Can't put it together, all the pieces shattered on the floor. Not sure how to feel anymore. Cause I misunderstood all that you said to me. Tried to fight my fears, but found myself undone, and the earth it spun. And it knocked me down, 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 yeah, it knocked me down. The melodies we shouted in the nighttime when we ran. I memorized each line and crease that I found in your gentle hand. Tuned in perfect harmony But I turned the other way For the words exchanged in whispers Were much too much for me And I misunderstood all that you said to me Tried to fight my fears But found myself undone And the earth is spun And it knocked me down, down, down Knocked me down Locked it up so deep inside Too hard for them to find 
for the feelings that I found in you left me afraid in black and blue. For my fears when my fears fought back and I'm unprepared for this heart attack. I'm going down, down, down and the earth still spins around. Yes, the earth still spins around cause I misunderstood all that you said to me. Tried to fight my fears but found myself Listen, first yeah. of all, that sounded great, and I Thank absolutely you. loved that line. Um, I fought my fears, but my fears fought back. That was fire. Thank you. That is a great lyric. Young poet. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny, because the original sort of concept for the show uh, was based on, um, you know, I just, like, one night thought, like, oh, I'll just look through my old notebooks. And it's funny, because, like, most of it was, you know, ridiculous, because I was stuff I wrote when I was, yeah. like, 13, 14. But then, like, there's that line where you're like, oh, shit. That was pretty good. Yeah. Mm. And it's like deep. Yeah. <laughs> and just looking back on it, you're like, oh, oh, that's why I kept doing it. Yeah. So do you actually what do you usually write with? Do you usually write with guitar or piano or Yeah. So now I very much don't write to guitar as much as I would like to. Um over the past like week actually I've been I posted on Instagram, like, someone teach me chords, please. And then one of my friends, like, tagged their friend who's a guitar teacher who was like, I can teach you. And I was like, whoa, quick manifestations. Like, look at the internet. Mm -hmm. yes. me. Thank you, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was like, you know what? I can, I taught myself when I was a teenager, like, I can literally go on the internet and just kind of figure it out. So I'm setting the intention of starting to write with guitar again. Um, but now typically I write like in the room with other producers who are kind of doodling about on so the instruments. So you usually have I, sort of an instrumentalist yeah, and yeah. you're, okay, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Which is a different, it's cool to be able to, um, like collaborate with someone else in that way and to like build something together, which took me a long time to be comfortable with because before music was this like private thing that I wrote by myself and then shared if I wanted to. Um, and now it is this private thing that I'm creating with other people in a very not private space um, but I've learned to feel comfortable in that and to feel I think when I was uncomfortable with it was when I felt like I was proving myself in this expression and now it's very much just like am I enjoying this yes okay let's keep doing it no like what about the situation am I not enjoying and how can we adjust and it's not about like being performative or being cool or you know writing the best song ever it's just about like being honest in this moment with these people and seeing what happens I love that so much I feel like the best music comes from an honest place and you can definitely tell when it doesn't and it doesn't feel genuine is that why the switch to Bob Love you know new project new approach yeah, so Bob Love came from this place of wanting to have my music reflect more honestly just my world, um, both internal and external, and allowing it to be 
this sort of free space that whatever happens happens and I got to just kind of like follow my joy and follow that childhood innocence and you know jump around when I feel like jumping around and cry on the bed when I feel like crying on the bed and let that all just kind of pour into the world that I'm creating and hopefully the culture and community and future that I'm um, a part of creating because I think that is what art and music does it not only reflects culture and and speaks to history and speaks to the present but it also creates the future and creates ideas and communities and allows people to see their experiences and themselves reflected in a way that like we don't see in in any other space in society I don't think um because it's not about what you look like. It's about what you feel like and it's about what you experience and it's about so much more than, you know, these 3D bodies that we have somehow confused to think that they are what we are when they are how we are, you know? They are yeah. how we get to be in the world. They right. are it's not the what vessel, we are. It's the vessel, not the, yeah. 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 yeah, the substance. And so. I love, you're really creating a community with Bob Love. Like I hope so. That's yeah, the goal. Yeah, for the love of Bob. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, that's like, the thing that most excited me about researching you (laughs) yeah seeing the website seeing like all like the media around it like it's beautiful because it really it speaks to that um to what you're just saying so was that something that just kind of like all happened or did you have ideas to bring it about yeah so I wrote the song ignorant song with a friend of mine from college um we wrote it while I was still sort of like in the in the depths of Faye and in this sort of tumultuous, turbulent time in my life. Um, And the song just kind of, I don't know where it came from, but he was like, I want to try this like kind of girl band rock thing with you. Let's just like have fun and try this. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, why not? Like there's literally nothing (laughs) to lose. Um, And he was playing the bass and it was kind of all over the place and I was sitting there. Is that that fuzzed out bass? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it sounds so good. <laughs> um, and it took like 25 minutes to get to that chord progression, I guess. Um, but I was sitting there and he was playing and I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Like, I don't know how this is going to come together. This sounds crazy and all over the place. And then all of a sudden that like came into focus and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. there And then this melody and these words just came out. Like they just came out of me and I was like, I have this idea. I'm going to sing it. It's going to sound like yelling. (laughs) I don't know. Here we go. And I sang it for him and he was like, yeah, this is it. Like, this is really special and so we wrote the rest of the song together and it it sat on our my laptop and his hard drive for like two years maybe and I kept coming back to it I was like this feels special like I have not felt excited about something I've created in the way that I feel excited about this probably ever because it just feels like something like it expresses a feeling that I have so well and it feels like something I've never felt before Like when I listen to it, I feel something I've never felt before. And so that was kind of the spark that lit this like, what kind of music could you be making? Like what else is there out there? Um, What are you not exploring? And then that came to question like, okay, with your identity, you believe you are this thing. Like what else is out there that you are not exploring because you believe you are this one thing? And that kind of just opened this box of like, 
I am the universe. Yes. <laughs> the universe is me. You can do and be and say and create the performance of your life in the way that you want to. And yes, there are going to be consequences for the choices that you make. Like you can do whatever you want, but you also have to deal with the consequences that come with those choices. Um, and I was creating something at the time that just did not feel like it encompassed enough of me and it didn't feel like it encompassed enough of a global community and it didn't represent enough of what life meant to me. So I decided, yeah, I want to do a new project. I, I'm going to take this risk and like let go of what I've spent so long building and like have invested my time and money mm -hmm. and energy and just like... Which is hard to do. Built relationships yeah. around. Yeah, it was really hard and it was like a scary choice to make, but something in me just said like, this is the risk worth taking if you're ever going to take a risk. Um, and so, yeah, I decided I didn't know what the project was going to be called. I didn't know, like, when it was going to come out. I was completely, like, self-managed, self-booking my own shows, doing my own marketing, like, doing everything myself. And I met with, well, except PR, I met with my publicist or the assistant of my publicist um, here in L.A., like... March, right before COVID hit. Oh, boy, boy. And we, like, went for coffee, and I played her some of the new music, and she was like, this is really, like, special and exciting, and I want to help you. Like, do you need a manager? And so she's been working with me now as my manager for the past year and a half, and, um, yeah, the idea of Bob Love came, like, the name itself came from me when I text my partner I call him BB Love uh -huh. and my phone always autocorrected it to Bob Love <laughs> and the first time I saw that I was like I don't know what this means but I like this gonna like just store it in the good old noggin here and then when it came time to find the name for the new project I wanted something that was not necessarily like super feminine that was kind of androgynous and, and could be anyone or anywhere or anything um, it could be a group, it could be a person, it could be, like, whatever. Um, and Bob Love kept popping into my head. And so I was like, I think I think it's supposed to be Bob Love. Like, it's this perfect. name Love came it. to me yeah. from the ether. Like, yes. this is about uh. exploring the ether and just, like, exploring being. And it is about love and it's about community and it's about just, like, the love that I was able to find for myself in letting go of all these pre preconceived notions of who I believed other people believed I was supposed to be. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like my liberation from the matrix that I had created for myself, which then led to the song Matrix. And the spelling BXB love just came from there's an old man in like Tennessee releasing music <laughs> under the name Bob Love. Seriously? Well, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I, you know, so. it's funny though because the ex. <laughs> Mr. Love, Mr. Yeah. Bob Love. Yeah. yeah and that was kind of, yeah, I wanted people to call me like Miss Love or, I mean, Ms. people can Love, call me whatever. Ms. Love, Miss Love, Bob, BB. Um, but I think the X, yeah, kind of like demasculinizes yeah, it. Yeah, it in makes a way. it more gender. Yeah, well, I it's, mean, it's like when you refer to somebody as being Latinx, I feel like that's kind of like in the lexicon. Yeah, yeah putting the X there kind of like liberates it even more to yeah. me. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where where that comes from. And so for the love of Bob, like where that phrase in particular was yeah. just like a play on that or was there that? Like I honestly have no idea where that came from. I think, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, just like for the love of God. Yeah, for yeah. the love right. of Bob. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Bob is love. Like, it's <laughs> funny because it's love. like, it's like <laughs> BXB, it's like, it's all about being, it's yeah. all about presence. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. So many levels yeah. to it. 
yeah, the whole thing has been very just serendipitous, um, which I really appreciate because to me, like, it's just that it, that means like the choices you're making are falling together in a way that allows you to continue to make choices that align with the way things are falling. Um, I don't know if that just made any sense. I get it. Yeah. Being in flow kind of thing. And like knowing that I knew I wanted something different, but I didn't know what I wanted that to look like. And then here came this person who I happened to run into at a party that I happened to go to. And we happened to have a conversation and then decided to have a session. And it all just like came together in a way that like I could have never planned. I could have never expected or known or yeah, it just presented itself in a really beautiful way yeah yeah. and it just it just doesn't seem like an accident no yeah (laughs) yeah and it goes back to the like being prepared and being lucky like I spent all this time you know going to Berkeley where I then got to connect with this person who also went to Berkeley who I never hung out with or knew at Berkeley but met here in LA who then like completely shifted the path that I ended up being on and so rad just (laughs) You just never know. You just, you yeah. just never yeah. know. So it'd be nice to everybody, right? Literally. Yes. yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Always. That also. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. 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 And not because they may be able to do something for you one day, but just because like they are you. They're a reflection of you. Like the way yeah. you treat people yeah. is a reflection of the things you believe about well, yourself, you know? Do it yeah, for the love and, of Bob. And, yeah. yep. well, and Bob right. is for you. The love of Bob. Bob is you. You know, Bob is all of us. Do it for the potential to just like connect with another human, yeah. if only for a moment, yeah. you know? Yeah, ki- kindness is never a mistake. And it's all love. It's all love. If it's not love, it's not real. I don't know. So what's the future plans for Bob Love? The future plans for Bob Love is world domination. Yes. Um, Immediately. The cult of love. No, I'm kidding. My boyfriend's like, don't start a cult. I'm like, I won't. <laughs> what about a commune or like a, no, there's no, no cult. But um, yeah, I just want to spread love and spread, you know, um, not spread. I want to play my part in creating the future that I believe that we can have with each other. And I think that starts with art and culture and music and within that education um, and just like showing people the vast number of possibilities that exist outside of what we, this sort of like limited view that we currently have of what we're supposed to be here on this planet and what we can achieve. I love it. And so, and there's the Discord, right? Mm -hmm. So people can join. Oh God, there is. We're kind of on pause with the Discord just because it's kind of like... Okay, so there is something about the name BXB Love uh-huh. um, in the like fandom slash fan fiction world. BXB Love means boy on boy love. Oh, so you know something about that did come up in the yeah. Google search, and I didn't yeah. explore it. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. interesting. That's what it was. So okay. I think um, people are coming to the Discord with different expectations than what it actually <laughs> is for. Oh. Um, so we're, and I also just like haven't been able to engage in the space in the way that I would like, just cause I have a lot on my plate. But yes, the Discord is there. It is meant to be a space for people to, you know, communicate and talk about sort of the ideas that I explore in my music and, uh, you know, plan and plot for a better world. Um, and right now it's just not that one. I because there's just not enough people in the space so it's like weird to start conversations Um, but yes it is there and I will be sort of like reimagining it over the coming months and and figuring it out I love that like the invitation 
for participation from your fans to collaborate in this art community yeah. that you're creating. Yeah, there's so many amazing things you can do with that mm -hmm. too. And that's great because it's such an experiential world right now where people like, instead of just being passive participants, they passive audience members, they want to participate and be yeah. active participants. Yeah. Um, and you're inviting them to, and that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is about the community and it's about the music, you know, bringing people together over their shared experiences and their perceived differences. And while I may be the sort of like conduit through which the music comes from, um, Bob Love is not about me per se. Like it's not about building celebrity or like being the face of a thing and like being famous and like, sure, maybe all those things come with being in music, but at the end of the, end of the day, I really want it to be about the people listening to this music and the people that this music speaks to and just creating a space in which they feel seen and heard and, you know, can can feel safe in their experiences and feel empowered in, in their being. Yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of the truest purpose of creating art is yeah. really for what it's going to mean to your audience. Yeah. And I think we forget that, though. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. you know, because so many people who make art are, you know, at least get to a place where they're very ego driven or yeah. it really is all about them. But yeah. I love the idea that your art is more about your audience than you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. God. Thank you. This is great. Thank you so much. I know. Thank you, Bob. You're amazing. Thank you so I much. Feel like I, I feel like I just got like a serious life lesson. I know. I'm this honored. Is like it's like therapeutic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you, Thank you for having me. I have a lot to think about. To here. Same time next week? Like, yeah. 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 Be here. yeah. Okay. Lessons yeah. with Bob. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love oh. it. Well, that was our interview with Bob Love. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, I am completely mind blown by how wise and grounded Natasha is. Yes. I just, I mean, it was like life lessons all around. Lessons with Bob. Life lessons for the love of Bob. I yeah. mean, you know, it, people have said it before, but, you know, when she said it, it made, just made so much more sense how, like, we're all one and, like, love is everything. And, yeah, she's she's going places, that girl. Bob Love released a mixtape, Consistently Inconsistent, as well as a video for the song Losers. She left this month to go on tour with autographs, so check them out in your city. You can follow Bob Love on Instagram at 4, that's the number 4, the love of Bob. You can also follow us on Instagram, but mostly we hope you will subscribe, rate, and review because that's what helps us get into that algorithm and into more ears. So check out our show notes for links to all the things. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yep, see ya. Bye. Yay.